Challenges with David Morley, Director of the Warwick Writing Programme. Welcome to Poetry Challenges, a series of podcast workshops in which we explore the wonderful word world of poetry. This episode is called The Inner Truth of Tomatoes. It's about finding subjects for your poems. Before we move on to the main course, here's a poem as an hors d'oeuvre. The street filled with tomatoes, midday, summer, light is halved like a tomato. Its juice runs through the streets in December, unabated, the tomato invades the kitchen. It enters at lunchtime, takes its ease on countertops, among glasses, butter dishes, blue salt cellars. It sheds its own light, benign majesty. Unfortunately, we must murder it. The knife sinks into living flesh, red viscera, a cool sun, profound, inexhaustible, populates the salads of chilli. Happily, it is wed to the clear onion, and to celebrate the union, we pour oil, essential child of the olive, onto its halved hemispheres. Pepper adds its fragrance, salt its magnetism. It is the wedding of the day. Parsley hoists its flag, potatoes bubble vigorously, the aroma of the roast knocks at the door. It's time. Come on. And on the table at the midpoint of summer, the tomato, star of earth, recurrent and fertile star, displays its convolutions, its canals, its remarkable amplitude and abundance. No pit, no husk. No leaves or thorns, the tomato offers its gift of fiery colour and cool completeness. That's a poem called, would you believe it, Tomatoes. It's by Pablo Neruda. I read it because people sometimes have a narrow idea about what poets can and can't write about. A lot of my new writers think pain depression and the self are the real subject. But tomatoes and life and pleasure, why not? It is what your poem is, not what your poem says that makes it work. That also goes for subject matter. There is no subject matter off limits. Yet, it is not what you write about that matters most, it is how you write it. And, because poetry takes many drafts to get right, it is how you rewrite it. A poem about tomatoes, written with verbal panache, will deliver greater energy than a high-minded but clumsily written poem about angst. You could argue that too few poets make their cause poetry because too many are chasing hearses and ambulances or using a poem as a kind of mirror on which they breathe their own feelings. The problem is that some new writers have been taught to view poetry through over-serious and personal spectacles, and they have also been taught that poetry has an association with conveying truth, the whole truth, and nothing but. This association is partly a result of its strong relationship with the spoken word, partly through the persuasiveness of certain poets, critics and teachers, and partly because poets in some cultures were indeed regarded as the community's shaman. Good poems, of course, capture elementary truths, or allow these qualities 
to refract through certain tropes of language. Precise and playful images, for example, are prisms, emitting the light of observation over and over again during reading, even if all the images are doing is celebrating something as glorious or as mundane as the tomatoness of tomatoes, as in Pablo Neruda's famous ode on that very subject. And now for pudding. Here is your poetry challenge for today. It is about breaking out of the usual poetic subjects and making something new from something that is defiantly and wonderfully unpoetic. Take a sample of prose from a source which might include instruction manuals, science books, or magazines about arcane subjects, celebrity gossip mags or comics. Freely adapt the prose into lines using syllable count as a sole restriction. For example, you might break it into three quatrains, each line of which is ten syllables long. Acknowledge the source somewhere in the poem or in the title. Rewrite the poem with exuberance, slashing and burning out anything that's boring. Be adventurous and bold. Be Pablo Neruda. This process of finding subject is called found poetry, and it's a fine tradition. Sure, it seems like stealing. However, as T.S. Eliot reminded us, mature poets steal. Some people condemn free verse poetry as chopped up prose. This challenge shows you how to chop it up properly. This challenge also helps you to see the poetry in many different types of writing and in areas which are part of life. To recap briefly, make poems from non-poetic prose using syllable count as your restriction, say 10 syllables a line. Rewrite these poems with exuberance, cutting any boring stuff out and making a clean, colourful, life-filled poem. Thank you for listening.